Second and victory. What's up, Titans fans? Welcome into another episode of the Second and Victory podcast. My name is Austin Nelson, and uh, I'm like that John Travolta meme tonight where he's in the room and he kind of looks around and nobody's there. That's me. I am solo dolo on this podcast. Uh, Brett and Chris are both at the Nashville SC game getting their soccer on. Y'all know that I'm not the the biggest soccer fan, but they are, and I live uh, through them through Nashville SC. So they'll tell us about it next week in the podcast, but uh, it's just me. I told you guys, you know, we're serious about this this year. We are not stopping the podcast for any reason. I know Brett would do this by himself if he could and Chris same for him. So uh, I'm doing it without them tonight because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, and before we get into it, I want you guys to pause, skirt, time out and go hit subscribe. If you have not yet, um, if you are new to the podcast, we appreciate you listening. Um, but if you are a regular, if you come here often, if you listen to the podcast every week, we appreciate your support more than you know. Uh, we are a growing podcast, and we need all the support we can get. So make sure you tell your friends. Go tell your friends who are Titans fans. Maybe they're just an NFL fan and want to hear something else new. This is that podcast. So make sure you hit subscribe and leave a review. Again, we appreciate the support more than you know. We are brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com and 440 Sports. Uh, Broadway Sports Media is the best place right now to get your latest Titans news and coverage. You can also get National SC news, and uh, the National Predators are about to start back up. So I know hockey is near. I'm I'm pumped for hockey. I'm pumped for the Preds. So, again, you can get all your latest Titans news. Um, we're doing power rankings. We got pick'ems. I had a better week last week than the two weeks prior. So I'm, I'm hitting my stride, but – um, you can find all that there at broadwaysportsmedia.com. You will not regret it. And then make sure you follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Uh, we just got over 5,000 followers. It's been a long time coming. We appreciate your following, your support. And, uh, again, we announced it last week on the podcast, but this it, is, you know, in the, the beginning, the baby steps. But we have a, a merch store. It's just secondandvictory.com. So, Go and check that out. Um, we have a really cool short out, short out now. Uh, it just says, how about them Titans? And you can wait to the games. And uh, we're going to get more stuff going. we got a lot of ideas in the in the, in the hopper right now to, to post and whatnot. And um, so we'll be posting some more uh, ideas and clothings and, and things like that here soon. So make sure you go and buy something from us. Um, you will not regret it. Some pretty good stuff on there, too. So secondvictory.com. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, how about them Titans? Two and one now. They got a, a big win at home against the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, I know by the time you hear this, you know, we're pretty much on to, to the, the next game. That's the Jets this week. But you can kind of still reflect and talk about it. Uh, wasn't the prettiest game, but it was a game that we knew coming in that it was, it was definitely winnable. Um, Carson Wentz is coming in on two sprained ankles. We made a joke about that last week. And he, he didn't play great. It's because the Titans defense was kind of harassing him all day long. I believe Wentz was only 19 of 37. Yeah, 19 of 37, 194 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, but the Titans found ways to harass him all day. 
Um, and I want to kind of start with that, the defensive line, and in particular, Harold Landry and Ola Adani do just all around Carson Wentz all day long. Harold, Harold Landry, I think it's starting to click for him. I think now that he has had some help on the defensive line with Bud Dupree, Ola, uh, he had Richard Weaver, uh, who is now lost for a few months with that broken fibula. Uh, poor guy. Uh, that, that sucked with depth-wise. But um, I think it's starting to click for Harold. Uh, he is the first player this season with at least 10 pressures in a game. I mean, he's, he's, he's all over the quarterback week after week. He's only second to Max Crosby in the league for most pressures this season, and Harold's at 19 and Max is at 21. So uh, once those pressures and hurries start becoming sacks, dude, I mean, Harold Landry's going to have a monster year. It can only could go up for him. So uh, happy to finally see that happen because you know, we've kind of been waiting on this moment for, you know, last year we thought it would be him and Clowney, and that didn't happen. And so – when Clowney was hurt, it put more attention on Harold. And now this year, he's kind of having a, a – he's thriving. And, and Shane Bowen is using him in, in, in all the right spots, um, how he's disguising the blitz pickups and things like that. It's, it, it's, it's really neat to watch what they're doing with Harold and kind of lining him up, lining him up at different places on the field. So uh, just happy to kind of finally see him, you know, sprout. So um, – Colts were just four of 12 on third down. And I think this is kind of going back the last few weeks. Again, we're going to ignore the Arizona game. But uh, Seattle and against Indy, uh, the Titans defense is getting off the field on third down, and that's huge. Uh, I believe the Colts had – I think they went for it on back-to-back – the same drive, back-to-back fourth downs, and they ended up scoring that drive, if I remember correctly. But, uh, yeah, just four football third down, which is huge. So this is not the same Titans defense who were giving up third and 19s and third and 25s uh, from the week of the, the year prior. So happy to see that too. Um, I don't know if you're listening, if you went to the game Sunday, but it was electric. I mean, the atmosphere was great. It was a beautiful day. It was hot as hell. It ended up being hot as hell. And uh, it was a fantastic atmosphere. It was loud. It was packed. I think they ended up saying it was right under 70,000 people were at the game. Um, it was Oilers theme, so that was huge. Um, and it had a lot of Oilers homecoming. So you saw uh, a lot of former Oilers there. They were, they were um, putting Bone Phillips in the ring of honor at halftime. So Wade Phillips is there. And that was a pretty cool thing to watch. So um, I think that gave us a little taste for next year. Um, pray to God these Oilers jerseys finally come to fruition and happen. So it was really cool how the entire social media was done with the Oilers for the entire week, and they did a fantastic job with that. Kind of they give out Oilers flags. So I think it's happening. It's going to happen. I just it, let's hope it's next year. And we I hope it's just the the Oilers jerseys that we know, the white helmets, the baby blue jerseys, and the white pants. That's the Oilers I want. The ones back in 09 with with the Chris Johnson year. And Vince Young, those are cool. Those are awesome. That was like honoring the the 60 years of the AFL. I want these to kind of honor the Houston Oilers. So I'm hoping those are the ones they get, like the old Tennessee Oilers jerseys. So um, on the opposite side, the offense, let's talk about the almost the shit show that was. Um, the Titans are dominating time of possession week after week. I think in every single game they've they've dominated in time of position. I even believe so in even in the Arizona game. Um, they won again this uh, against Indy and uh, I mean in every aspect really total plays, total yards per play, total yards, time of possession. But it just doesn't feel like this offense is still clicking. And it's almost because they haven't been healthy fully. AJ Brown goes down in the first quarter. 
um, off a. I remember this from the from the the seats I'm in. I'm in section 108, and I saw Tannehill throw the pass on the on the right side down the sideline, and you just call you saw AJ kind of come up uh, limping, and so it was over from that point on. He didn't play the rest of the game. He sat, and I I laugh at people who are thinking this is a AJ being a prima donna, and he's doing this for attention. What do y'all know AJ Brown? Like we, I mean, like I know AJ Brown. Like y'all know he wants to play. Y'all know he wants to be out there. So you knew it was bad because if he couldn't come back in the game, at least you know at all. So they shut him down like that. That wasn't a good sign at all. So AJ goes down. Julio plays the entire game without AJ, and then you kind of notice in the fourth quarter, no Julio, and you're thinking, all right, what's happening? And this is the drive that would have put the Titans up uh, nine. And so they're out there with Nick Westbrook-Akine, uh, Chester. I think Jeremy McNichols was out there. You had um, Swain. Just not your – it's not your ones. It was not your ones out there. And so – they just haven't been healthy. This offense is not putting up the 49 points a game like fans want to guys. This isn't Madden. This is an offense that is continuously working, and it's a work in progress. And so this is week three. I think we want this to, to kind of mesh by week 12, week 13, week 14. But they're not putting up the numbers like we thought they'd be because the offense hasn't been healthy as a whole. You still don't have your Josh Reynolds out there. Marcus Johnson's not out there. So – it's frustrating for sure, but it's – I mean, there's a, a lot of things that go into it. The, the offense has turned the ball over in every single game this year. The right now they're minus six in turnover differential. That's second to last behind Jacksonville, who's minus eight. And they're somehow two and one. I don't know how. But they're finding ways to still win even, you know, behind the eight ball, so to say. Um, so. This uh, this notion that the offense is 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 not playing well, I don't I don't agree with it fully. It's it's a work in progress. They're gonna have to improve week after week um, to get there. But um, it was cool to see NWI score and Jeremy score and Chester score because those are guys who aren't getting their their touches with a healthy Julio and a healthy AJ and a healthy Ferg and. Uh, even Josh Reynolds, who w- would be the three if he's f- fully healthy. So if you had those three in your same game parlay, you're a rich, rich, rich person. But um, I highly doubt anybody did because who would have ever thought those three would have scored Sunday. But uh, the NWI Billy White Shoes celebration was amazing. That was a really cool gesture to, uh, to Billy White Shoes Johnson. Um, so that was a, uh, a really cool thing. And I want to talk about for a second, too, Derrick Henry, the monster game he had once again, 113 yards on 28 carries. No touchdowns, but he did have the two-point conversion, uh, which was ballsy. That was a ballsy move by Vrabel because you could have just went up eight and uh, made the Colts come down and, and, you know, trusted your defense. But I think he wanted to put it away right there. And he, so it was a very easy play by Derrick to run it in, and, and they go up nine. And that's something else, too. I mean, the, even with the Titans turning the ball over three times, a one really bad play by Tannehill, another where um, Chester, I believe, it hits off his body and they catch it, and then a fumble. Um, they still win by nine. It's a double-digit – I mean, it's a double-digit two-score game. Um, not double-digit. I apologize. 
this, this whole solo double thing's hard, guys. I, it's weird I haven't Brett and Chris here with me. Um, but you, it's a two-score game and three turnovers. So that's the positive. That's the bright side of that. Um, so it doesn't have to be pretty. A win is a win. You beat your division rival at home, which you have only done twice in a decade. So there's things to be happy about. And there's, there's things that you can bitch and moan and complain about too. So um, I do want to talk about though, talking about Derek, piggyback off that. Did y'all see this man move Darius Leonard like he was a freaking traffic cone? Dude just puts his shoulder down and levels Darius Leonard, which is, I mean, Darius is, I think he's the highest paid linebacker in the game, a fantastic linebacker. So that was, uh, that was awesome to watch. I said he went nuts for that one. Um, so it's another thing I noticed from just these last, you know, Sunday especially, but even before that, um, the 2021 rookie class, they are not – um, it's not a great look right now for John Robinson with that class because they aren't on the field. They're not, they're not being noticeable. They're not playing football. That's exactly what you draft these guys to do. Caleb Farley has been hurt practically the entire season. He, he hasn't even practiced the last two weeks. Dylan Radons was inactive. Uh, Monty Rice only saw special team snaps. Elijah Molden, um, barely played on defense racing to math played a few offensive snaps and even like big snaps in the fourth quarter that that game-winning drive race he was in the game um Des Fitzpatrick is still on the you know practice squad and, and Brady Breeze has been hurt so none of these guys are, are contributing like we thought they would um, so they kind of get to act together these guys have to start play playing and they need to get healthy um they're not a focal point of the offense or the defense. So these guys have to start contributing. Um, just something I noticed. So um, that's something else that I think needs to, to, to be talked about a little bit more than, than what it is. Um, another bright spot of the Titans right now, the last thing I talk about is, is Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton is, is dominating right now. Um, literally like one of the best cornerbacks in football at the moment. Um, I think the stat is that he is only allowed what, four catches. I'm sorry, five catches on 18 targets for 88 yards. Let me repeat that again. He's got in three games, five catches for 88 yards on 18 targets. Now he is literally, I mean, that's a pro bowl year so far. That's an all pro year so far. Um, and, and not to mention he's got one of the best nicknames a Titans players had in quite some time. Fulton County Jail? Dude, be on the lookout for some second and victory merch on that. That is a, I mean, Fulton County Jail for locking up his new, I mean, locking up inmates. Wide receivers get locked up. Fulton County Jail, take him to it, Fulton. So it, it, it's nice that you can replace an Adoree Jackson and a Malcolm Butler with a Christian Fulton who you thought would be this guy, and he's it's coming to fruition. It's happening. So uh, happy to, to see that. And uh, he's playing some big moments. He did get hurt Sunday, but came back in the game. So that was not a, a cool thing to see, but he did come back. Uh, but he has been just playing really, really well. So it's a bright spot right now. And Jack Rabbit's playing well still. They're, they're just complimenting each other. So nice to see. New segment on the podcast. It was weekly. It's a what I learned 
segment. And it's just going to be talking about what we learned from the week prior in the NFL. It can be Titans related. It can be NFL related. Um, but what I learned last week is that the Pittsburgh Steelers suck. Okay, they're not very good. And I don't know what the outlook for this team looks like the rest of the year, but I cannot see them winning more, more than eight games. I can't. In a division where they have the Ravens twice still, um, they have the Browns and the Bengals who can beat them. Uh, they're not going to win a lot of games this year, and it's because they kept Big Ben for way too long. And I kind of blame Big Ben. At what point – do you not look in the mirror and say, I can't do this anymore? He's out there for a paycheck right now. And I believe even a reduced paycheck. He took a pay cut to stay. But for all you've done for that franchise, all you've done for that city, you have to pass the baton, pass the torch at some point, Ben, because this team sucks. And it's not all Ben. The offensive line is atrocious. They haven't had a running game in a few years since Le'Veon pretty much. Um they aren't the same high-powered offense as it used to be the three Bs, the Ben, Bell, and Brown. And so, I, you know, coming back in the season, I, I think I, I tweeted out, they'll, you know, one of my hot takes was that the, they'll have a top-five pick. And I don't, I don't know if they'll go that far. They'll be that bad this season. But they won't – they're not going to – they're not a playoff team. That's for sure. And you can even talk about Kansas City right now. Uh, they're one and two on the season. That could easily very well be 0-3. They could have easily lost that, that Cleveland game. Uh, their defense is a mess, but they're always going to be in a game with the, the offense and just picked up Josh Gordon. For whatever reason, the NFL keeps letting Josh Gordon league. Blows my mind. I think we're all kind of done with the whole Josh Gordon thing. What could have been is, is, is what it was with Josh Gordon. But, um, yeah, I, I learned that those two things. The Chiefs aren't who we thought they were, and it's very early. It's week three. They could very well still be, you know, the one of the contenders at the end of the season, which we all thought they will be year after year with Mahomes. And the Steelers, they're not what some people thought they would be. So uh, those two things. And I also want to talk about Isaiah Wilson. I did not think we'd ever talk about Isaiah Wilson again on this podcast, but Isaiah Wilson is back in the NFL, people. Can you believe that? The Colts gave him a tryout prior to the Titans game, and, and I think a lot of people thought, oh, they're just kind of kind of getting some uh, game plan and, and whatnot. You know, what does Isaiah know about the Titans? No, shit. What does Isaiah Wilson know about the Titans? This man never paid attention. <laughs> what did he do? Was he even in the building? Did he sleep in the, in the locker room? Um, but Isaiah Wilson gets signed to the New York Giants practice squad. And the Giants are a mess. Their offensive line is atrocious. So I could see why they, they go out and sign him. But was there not anybody else available? I mean, wh- who are Isaiah Wilson's agents? Because they're doing a fantastic job with lobbying their client to teams again. I don't know what has clicked with Isaiah Wilson. He made an Instagram post kind of, you know, apologizing and saying he's back and better than ever and this and that. But um, – who knows? I guess the rap crew did not take off like he thought it would. So Isaiah Wilson is back in the league. We'll see how long that lasts, but um, would be shocked to see uh, him playing a game anytime soon. So that's that. Um, Derrick Henry was named AFC Player of the Week again. I think they should go ahead and, and just go ahead and name the award the FedEx Derrick Henry Player of the Week award. 
because it's it's going to be named after him week after week. It's back-to-back weeks for him. Um, Derek's already at 353 yards for the season for three games. Uh, he needs 147 more to get to 500. Uh, if he happens – if that happens this week against the Jets, he's a quarter of the way there through four games. That would be insane. He's on a different level right now, people. You're watching a future pro uh, – I'm sorry, future Hall of Famer before your eyes do things that we never thought a running back would do on a week-to-week basis. I mean, it's like he doesn't have a bad game. So, um, and not to mention, too, while we're on the the Derek thing, his impact on the passing game right now, guys. You know who's tied for the league – I'm sorry, tied for the team lead in receptions this year? No, not Julio Jones. I'm sorry, not A.J. Brown, not Chester Rogers. But it's Derek Henry and Julio Jones, 12 apiece. Todd Downing has, has figured something out with Derek. And Derek, we knew before the season started that he was working on it. There's a video that he posted. I think he was working out at SMU where um, he was focusing on the pass, passing game. And so he's doing a really good job, job at it. I don't think he's dropped one pass, I believe. So um, using him just to gain another four or five yards per drive, per, per, you know, you know, per set of 10 is, is great. So uh, Derek Henry in the passing game is, is really, really fun to watch at the moment. So, um, I mean, this, this solo thing is really hard. I, I admire the, the journalists and broadcasters who do this on a, a nightly and weekly basis, um, talking to yourself practically. Um, I appreciate those that are still with me. If you're not, I can understand why. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Jets this week. Uh, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are both listed with hamstring injuries at the moment. Um, Ian Rappaport tweeted today that um, A.J. Brown was dealing with a, a hamstring injury, and it was going to be week to week. And same thing with Julio. He tweeted and says a leg injury is now showing on the Titans injury report as a hamstring. So they're both dealing with hamstring injuries. What the hell is it with Titans, wide receivers, and hamstrings? Seriously. I feel like it's a year after your thing. It's Corey Davis. It's A.J. Brown. It's, I mean, name the receiver prior to those two. It, I mean, it's always – I don't know what it is in the water at St. Thomas Sports Park with, with wide receivers and hamstrings, but it's always something. So, the question is, do you play them against the Jets? Well, obviously, you you would you would like one of them out there. It's going to be I, I would lean Julio more than AJ. I think we'll see AJ out for a couple of weeks. I think you got to get him healthy before the Bills game, because um, that's kind of when your season really starts. I think the Titans should should handle business these next two games, the Jets and the Jags. Um, I don't think you need to go out there and blow either team out, but um, they should take care of business. And, and, and beat those two and kind of start their run. Um, you'd be four and one going into the Bills game with, you know, a nice little, nice little lead on, on some division of, you know, rivals, uh, conference rivals. So um, I would lean sitting AJ this next two. And you almost want to think, do you sit Julio this next two? Okay. Well, if you do that, then it's a, it's a good argument that we had back in the training camp. Who do you cut? Which wide receivers do you cut? Man, they're all playing so well. Well, now it's, a, it's, it's their time to shine. It's the Marcus Johnsons, who's now going to most likely play this week, if not the Jags game. It's then Josh Reynolds, who is 
lean it, it, it's trending towards playing. Um, he, he's getting a lot healthier. Uh, then you have your Chester's, your Nick Westbrooks, your Mason Kinsey. Do you play Racy more? Do you play Dez? Like, which of these guys do you play if, if AJ and, and Julio sit these next two weeks? It, it 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 sucks that they're not playing, but it's not a it's it's not the end of the world because you have Derrick Henry still, and you have um, these receivers, and you got some depth. So it, it I don't think it's a it's a time to panic or freak out. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see what they what they do. Um, obviously, you want to watch Julio out there. You want to kind of watch him build that chemistry with with Ryan Tannehill. But um, if he's not healthy, you do not want to to harm the hamstring any more than what it has been um, because those two have not been healthy, you know, pretty much the entire entire training camp, entire first three games of the, of the year. So we'll see. And, and hopefully, you know, when we talk next week that it's, we're, we're talking about a different story than, than what we are now. Um, and so it's kind of focused on the Jets for a second. This is a bad Jets team, really bad Jets team. Um, the Jets haven't scored a touchdown since week one. Think about that. They've been out, out shut out the last two games. Uh, been outscored fifty-one to six in the last two. This is not the week to down, you know, play down to your opponent. You gotta find a way to whoop their ass. There, you have to be watching film and kind of licking your chops, saying, "Oh, this this should be done by halftime." And I know I just said you don't have to blow them out, but why? Can't it happen? I mean, twenty-four to three, and I think you kind of you start coasting from there. You run the ball and let Derek start eating. Um, so was tweeted today by Ian Rappaport. He's just getting all the shoutouts in this podcast now. Um, Jets safety Marcus May is out three to four weeks with an ankle injury. Marcus May is probably their their best defensive player. Um, the Jets have a really good defensive line. Uh, Mike Grable talked about probably being their their, their strength on that team. CJ Mosley is a stud, but Marcus May was kind of the, the, the leader of that of that group. And so he's out three to four weeks with an ankle injury. Should make those wide receivers eat Sunday. So we'll see. Um, something else that I know I think is kind of go flying under, under the radar right now. The Titans are going to face former Titan Corey Davis. He's with the Jets now, and uh, he made an interesting comment after practice up there in New York and said, um, reporter asked if the Titans were interested in re-signing him. Davis said, no, sir. Reporter followed up with, did that bother you? And Corey said, a little bit, I'm not going to lie to you. So it's interesting to hear that where there were reports during free agency where uh, there was interest between the Titans and Corey Davis. What's there to believe? But that's coming, you know, straight from the source and, and Corey. No, sir. Not even interested in re-signing him. And maybe that's because the Titans had their eyes set on a Julio or another receiver at the time, and they end up getting Julio. But he said he's hurt. I'm not going to lie to you. So it's going to be a, a good revenge game for for, for Corey. But uh, you'll have Fort County Jail on him, locking him up. Uh, but I know there's no bad blood between the Titans and Corey Davis at all. I don't think that for anything. You guys know me. I'm a pro. I'm a, I'm a Corey Davis stan. I've said that for for uh, you know years on this podcast. I think he kind of got dealt a bad hand here in 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 uh, Nashville. You know, number five overall pick. You have high expectations. I mean, that is an elite category, uh, elite group that you're in. 
and uh, it just never it never panned out. But quarterback play had something to do with that. He did, you know, shine at the end of, the, of, of his tenure here with with Tannehill, but uh, it just never turned out turned out to to what we wanted him to be. And I think in that draft class, if you go back, it was it was uh, Corey Davis, John Ross, and Mike Williams all went in the top ten. And uh, any other draft class, I think Corey Davis is not a top five pick. He might not even be top ten pick. Uh, but because of how weak that class was, the Titans had to take him at five because they, they were that, that desperate for a receiver. And I stand by that. I, I, I don't think Corey Davis was a top five pick or a top ten. He's a first-round uh, wide receiver, that's for sure. I do believe that. But top five, no. And, the, and there's no reason to believe that you know, his play hasn't showed in the last four years. Um, but can the Jets give him the ball? I mean, they are one of the – statistically, like in every single category, uh, you know, on offense, they are – they're bad. They're, they're near, damn near, near, you know, dead last in everything. So, they're only averaging six points a game. And, again, like I said, they haven't played – they haven't scored since week one. But um, this should be a game that Titans attack early, come out with some energy, score first, um, get some turnovers. Again, like I said, they are minus six in the turnover differential. The, the, the Jets are better at that than, you know, the turnovers in the Titans are right now. So f- flip that, you know, get that training in the right direction this week. Get some turnovers off Zach Wilson, a, a young rookie quarterback who is struggling at the moment. Um, feast. So interested to see what happens. And so with that, I will go to our bold predictions. And without Chris and without Brett, they text me their predictions. Um, so here's what they have. Chris went on the defensive side, and he's he's kind of sticking with uh, the you know feeding the hot hand right now. And that's Ola, and he said that Ola has two sacks and a forced fumble Sunday. So uh, that would be a massive game from Ola if that happened. Um, Brett said, despite the Jets having a solid defense, the Titans still put up thirty plus points and one hundred thirty plus from Derek on the ground. He dipped, he double dipped. Brett likes to do that. He likes the, the 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 two bangers. So the Titans put up 30 points and 130 plus from Derek on the ground. I would love to watch Derek get over 147, like I said, surpass that 500 mark through week four. He's already leading the league in rushing right now. Keep it going. I like it, Brett. I'm going to go with the bold prediction because it is practically at the, at the moment. The Titans have turned the ball over in every single game this year. There's no turnovers from the offense Sunday. None. Cannot see any fumbles from Ryan Tannehill. Cannot see any bad interceptions from him. Just play turnover-free football. Because a lot of the turnovers so far this season have come on their side of the 50. So they're giving the, they're giving the opponent great field position. So don't kill yourself. No turnovers this week, Titans, please. Can we, can we please do that? And so with that, I thank you for still listening and being here with me on this solo dolo podcast. This has been a, I, I got told this morning that they wouldn't be here. So I said, you know what? The show must go on and I'm still here. Uh, not my best. I will be better. I promise you that. But um, when you kind of do this by yourself and you have to talk to yourself and look at a screen and it's uh, it just can't be tough. So again, I appreciate you guys listening as always. Um, make sure you get us on Twitter at second and victory. Go buy some you know, merch from the store at uh, secondandvictory.com. Get us there. As always, for Brett Dasher, for Chris Carter, my name's Austin Nelson. Tight notes.